The Louisville Cardinals got back into the win column on Saturday afternoon after taking down the 24th-ranked NC State Wolfpack 25-10 at Cardinal Stadium on Senior Day. On today's episode of the Locked On the Louisville podcast, we're going to talk about Jawar Jordan's big performance, the Cardinals' defense stepping up yet again, and more. So with that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville. Your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is going on, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. I serve as a credential media member for Cardinal Sports Zone. Also do some PA announcing work for the university in various sports. I want to take this time to say thank you all for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On the Louisville Podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. The Louisville football team, victorious yet again, this time after defeating the 24th-ranked NC State Wolfpack 25-10 to on Saturday at Cardinal Stadium on Senior Day. We're going to talk about Jawar Jordan's best performance as a Louisville Cardinal so far. We'll also discuss the Cardinals' defense stepping up yet again tremendously. And then we'll dive into some of the offensive struggles um, as it pertains to the passing game that were put on display on Saturday afternoon. So we'll start out with the big performance from Jawar Jordan. As I mentioned, in my opinion, it was Jordan's best performance as a member of the Global Cardinals so far. Uh, transferring in from Syracuse right before the 2021 season, early August, I do believe, uh, Jordan didn't necessarily receive a ton of um, work last season until the end when he had the touchdown return on the kickoff against um, Air Force in the bowl game. He got some work against Duke, Syracuse, and I'm not sure if he got any work against Kentucky. I don't believe so. If he did, it was late on in the game. But regardless, uh, needless to say, not a ton of um, – touches in that game or in that season last year. Uh, But 2022 comes into the year probably the least talked about of the four running backs that were in line to receive significant workloads. And that's not necessarily crazy to suggest because the other three that were discussed are Tyon Evans, Travion Cooley, and uh, Jalen Mitchell. And with Tyon Evans still battling injury, same with Jalen Mitchell, Travion Cooley continuing to miss games due to personal reasons, Jawar Jordan got the start against the NC State Wolfpack on Saturday, and he turned in his best performance as a Louisville Cardinal. Um, This game was, in my opinion, going to be a defensive slugfest. Um, That's why when we discussed the keys to the game uh, for victory for Louisville on Friday, a lot of it was centered around the offensive side of the ball, starting out quickly, gaining momentum early on, putting up points early on, uh, setting the tone in the trenches uh, from an offensive line standpoint to open up running lanes for your running backs, um, protecting whoever was to start at quarterback. Um, Obviously, it was announced shortly after that podcast was released that Malik Cunningham was out, and thus Brock Doman was the starter. Um, the performance from Jordan was huge for multiple reasons from, uh, the rushing aspect of it. 
He led the Cardinals in rushing 16 carries for 105 yards and a touchdown, had a long of 34 yards, and also um, averaged 6.6 yards per carry. What makes this mostly impressive was because it was up against a top 10 rushing defense. Coming into this performance, the Wolfpack had the ninth best rushing defense, averaging just over 92 yards per carry to their opponents on a game-in, game-out basis. Jawar Jordan goes over the century mark. You look at it and you think, 105 yards? That's his best performance at Louisville? When you factor in that Jawar Jordan and the rest of the Louisville running backs have been approaching this season by committee and last season as well, you don't have the opportunity to get 25 carries per game on a uh, consistent basis. That's just not going to happen. Um, but it's just a matter of making the most out of the carries and 6.6 yards per rush. That's very, very significant. And for a Louisville offense that struggled all game long, it was extremely needed. The passing offense still struggling. And we'll talk about that here in the third segment. Um, but Brock Doman and the Louisville passing attack really wasn't able to get much going. Had a couple of big plays, especially in the second half. But uh, from an overall sense, Louisville really wasn't able to get much done in that category. So the rushing attack had to answer the bell. And Jawar Jordan starting this game was able to rise to the occasion, went over the century mark against one of the best rushing defenses in the country. And with um, Tyon Evans still battling injury, he was active, had two carries, but still did not get a ton of work. Travion Cooley, um, to my understanding, missed this game again due to personal reasons. Jalen Mitchell out as well. It was up to Jawar Jordan and Maurice Turner to lead the way for the Louisville rushing attack, and they did just that. Um, granted, they were also missing Malik Cunningham, which is a big um, aspect of the rushing attack, is the RPO situations, the quarterback being a big part of that rushing attack, being one of the best dual-threat quarterbacks in the country. Um, Jawar Jordan had his work cut out for him, and he rose to the occasion. Uh, he has had a performance this season in which he has topped 105 yards, so this isn't necessarily his best performance on the ground. But when you look at his impact on the special teams portion of this game, it's without a doubt his best performance as a Cardinal. Look, neither offense was able to get anything going. NC State and Louisville both dealing with, with quarterback injuries and... It was put on full display, really not able to get much going. NC State not necessarily known for their rushing abilities, although they did have some success. The Wolfpack only put up 10 points. You look at this game and think, oh, a kickoff return for a touchdown, does that really make that big of a difference in a game that you won by 15 points, multiple scores? Of course it does, because when you look at when – that touchdown was scored for Louisville. Um, it was a very close game, and Jawar Jordan's uh, kickoff return for a touchdown was able to ultimately give Louisville um, a lead of over three points, which they've kind of been 
going back and forth. And we saw that in the second half where Louisville only had a three-point lead, but that was before NC State went on that um, – I'm sorry, that was after NC State went on that big touchdown drive uh, when they went down the field. That was really the only drive in which NC State was able to get anything going. But in the first half, when they needed any spark, whether that was on offense, defense, special teams, Jawar Jordan saw a ball bounced uh, near the, I think, three-yard line, caught it at the two, and ran it back 98 yards for the touchdown. Uh, Louisville did go into halftime with a 10-point lead. Um, obviously, that wasn't the end-all, be-all, but still a huge momentum-shifting play. Um, granted, Louisville's special teams hasn't necessarily been as potent and as deadly as it was maybe in the early 2000s, but it was a huge play. Um, so when you... Uh, put together that special teams touchdown. You saw that Jawar Jordan went over the 100-yard mark, had a rushing touchdown as well. You know, Being able to alleviate some of those offensive concerns and being able to put together a solid performance, not only on the ground, but on the special teams um, stat sheet as well. Look, it, it's no secret that this was the best performance uh, in Jawar Jordan's Louisville career. And it was huge and definitely needed for the Cardinals to come out victorious in this game against NC State. Another um, aspect of this game that helped Louisville to victory was, and stop me if you've heard this before, the defense continuing to step up. We'll talk about the huge efforts that the defense put forth here in just a second after we talk about our friends over at Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up. Right now, Locked On Louisville listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50, I'm sorry, for 50, not 15% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Um, I have recently um, installed a Simply Safe system, and it has been a game changer for me and my home and my family. Um, family safety means the most to me, as I'm sure it means the most for you all as well. Um, it was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report, which is a third year in a row. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real, so you can get priority police response right away. Uh, don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off on any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on college today. That's their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. Simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Hey, Cardinal fans, thanks again for making Locked on Louisville your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked on Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Moving right on along into discussing the strengths 
of the performance over the NC State Wolfpack that saw the Louisville Cardinals victorious 25-10 over the 24th ranked team in the country. Like I said, both teams dealing with their respective injuries at the quarterback position. Um, NC State lost Devin Leary earlier on in the season and then lost MJ Morris, their backup quarterback. The true freshman um, sustained, I believe it was a knee injury, last week against Boston College and a loss to the Eagles. And now Dave Doran had to turn to the third-string and fourth-string quarterbacks, respectively. Um, NC State went with a dual quarterback system on Saturday against the Cardinals. Um, third-string transfer from Charleston Southern Jack Chambers Got the start. Um, he was sacked twice on the opening drive. The Cardinals' defense rising to the occasion. Um, played a couple more series. And then insert Ben Finley, uh, the freshman from Phoenix, Arizona. Um, he has been with the program three years now. Um, had a decent performance against the Cardinals on Saturday, um, 16 of 35, 205 yards, one touchdown to one interception. The interception was on the final play of the game on a uh, prayer to the end zone. So um, take that as you will. But regardless, Louisville's defense did what they needed to do against an offense that has been struggling uh, only allowing 10 points, and when you break it down, break the performance down, seven of those 10 points came on a drive that NC State, I don't think, had under 10 yards per play on. So it was a big drive for NC State that was capped off by a 34-yard touchdown uh, catch and run. Um, but other than that, the Louisville defense did what they needed to do in this game to come out victorious. Um, they had to um, kind of rise to the occasion with the offense struggling yet again. Now, granted, the offense did put up 25 points against a solid defense, which, I mean, it's respectable. But when you look at the performance as a whole, still a lot to be desired. But this was another solid performance defensively. Look, there was a lot of criticism for the Cardinals' defense after that loss against Boston College that put the Cardinals at 2-3. and three. And Brian Brown and company, Scott Satterfield, and the rest of the defensive coaching staff absolutely, um, with their backs against the wall, rose to the occasion. So, um, you know, credit to the defensive uh, game plan. They once again did what worked, which was bring pressure, bring pressure, and, oh, yeah, bring more pressure after the opposing quarterback. Um, the Cardinals were able to get into the backfield early on. Um, that wasn't necessarily the case um, towards the uh, end of the first half going into the second half, but the Cardinals did end up with five sacks. They had six tackles for loss. They had um, six quarterback hurries and six, six uh, pass deflections. Um, so I think overall, I mean, in his last game at Cardinal Stadium, Yasir Abdullah continuing a strong second half of the season. He had two and a half sacks um, against the NC State Wolfpack, had three tackles for loss, third on the team with seven total tackles. Jarvis Brownlee led the way with 11 tackles, four pass deflections. Now, granted, um, the NC State passing attack sort of picked on 
Uh, Jarvis Brownlee in coverage tried to go his way more often than not. And a couple times, I mean, they succeeded. I mean, Jarvis Brownlee got called for a costly uh, third down pass interference penalty. He also gave up a couple of catches, but um, did what he needed to do for the most part. Got 11 tackles, also um, secured, or I'm sorry, recorded uh, four pass deflections. Uh, you also had Monty Montgomery with a big sack in the game. He had a, um, a tackle and a half for loss and also a pass deflection. Had two quarterback hurries. Uh, Des Tell had half of a sack as well. Ashton Gelati with a sack. Um, so overall, I think it was a huge performance overall from the Louisville defense. So one of the parts of the defensive performance that I thought was extremely encouraging was the uh, secondary. I think since Quincy Riley and MJ Griffin have seen their respective workloads increase, I think we have seen the um, Louisville passing defense um, get better in the secondary. And that's no disrespect to Kendra Duncan Jr. or um, – you know, Chandler Jones or whoever Riley and MJ Griffin may have been playing more snaps um, in replacement of. But I think that, um, you know, MJ Griffin and Quincy Riley have been very, very solid in passing down coverages. Um, when you look at what they were able to do, Quincy Riley and MJ Griffin, neither of them recorded a, um, a pass deflection, but I think that they're very solid in coverage. Um, Quincy Riley had the interception at the end of the game on the final play of scrimmage in the end zone. So overall, it, it was a solid performance, one that um, I think that the defense needed to have. Um, I didn't necessarily think that the rushing attack was um, as bad as it was for NC State on Saturday. I thought that they would have more than 77 yards. Now, granted, um, sack yardage is factored into that mix. Uh, Jordan Houston had 8 for 41. Uh, Michael Allen, 9 for 31. But overall, uh, 2.5 yards per carry for the NC State rushing attack. Not necessarily a potent rushing attack. But Louisville's defense did what they needed to do in that respect. Um, they forced the opposing quarterbacks into some tough situations. Um, now, granted, uh, Finley and um, Chambers both missed some throws that could have extended drives, but Louisville's defense did what they needed to do to put pressure on those two quarterbacks, um, got the tackles for losses, and um, just overall turned in a performance that has been on par with what we've seen since the start of the second half of the season. So, just another good performance uh, from the Louisville Cardinals defensively. Um, in his last game at Cardinal Stadium, Yasir Abdullah, he balled out. And that's all you can ask for. Uh, Yaya Diaby as well. Momo Sanogo had some big-time plays. Monty Montgomery. The 2022 senior class uh, definitely left their mark in what could be um, you know, most of their final games at Cardinal Stadium. I know some have... Um, eligibility to come back next season, but obviously that is still uh, unknown. So solid performance from the Cardinals defense, and it had to be that way because the Cardinals yet again struggled offensively. We're going to talk about the passing game woes here in a second after we talk about our friends over at Nissan. 
Our partners at Nissan have worked with us to create a new segment across the Locked On College Network titled Thrilling Moments, where we highlight the most exciting play from the Lowell Cardinals weekend matchups or throughout the history of our alma mater. This week's thrilling moment should not be a surprise as Jawar Jordan's 98-yard kickoff return is the moment of the week. A huge performance from Jawar Jordan, mainly due in part to this big kickoff return that was uh, able to help shift the momentum in favor of the Cardinals. Um, this segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs featured across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at NissanUSA.com. So transferring over into, transferring, transitioning over into the offensive side of the ball, the Louisville Cardinals struggled again. Um, they had some moments where they connected on some big plays that um, put the Cardinals in solid positions. Um, they had a decent day running the football. Um, they had 192 yards on the ground, over 100 yards um, of rushing yards that, or let me rephrase that, um, 100 more yards on the ground than NC State usually gives up to their opponents. Um, 39 carries for 192 yards and a touchdown, average just under five yards per carry. Um, Jawar Jordan led the way 16 for 105, Maurice Turner 15 for 59, Brock Turner 6 for 26, and Tyon Evans 2 for 2. Um, but in the passing game, Louisville really wasn't able to get much going. Brock Doman on the afternoon had a couple of big plays. Um, the screen to Marshawn Ford was a big play down the sideline in the second half. Um, Tyler Hudson's um, catch and run that put Louisville at the two-yard line in the fourth quarter or at the end of the third quarter, one of the two. Um, but regardless, on the afternoon, only 12 of 25 for 153 yards, no touchdowns and no interceptions, a quarterback rating of 73.7, 6.1 yards per completion. Now, granted, this is not all on Brock Doman. I do think that the offensive line gave him ample time to go through his reads, go through his progressions, um, they allowed one sack, had a couple of quarterback hurries, but it was kind of a performance that is both on the quarterback and the receivers as well. From a quarterback standpoint, I think that Brock Doman hesitated at times, um, whether or not that was a matter of not trusting his reads, not liking what he saw um, transpiring and unfolding in the secondary so on and so forth. I think that he was a little bit too um, he was a little bit too willing to throw the football away, especially pretty early um, on plays. Now, granted, that beats the alternative of taking sacks. So, if I'm overreacting or overly criticizing Doman's performance, I do apologize. Uh, from watching the game, it, it wasn't all throughout the game. I mean, there was just a couple plays to where um, I think that he threw the ball away in situations that maybe he should have tried to extend plays or tried to go to another read. But regardless, um, it's easier said than done. In hindsight, is always 2020. Um, Doman did have some instances to where he uh, under through, over through receivers. Um, there was an instance to where 
I forget who the receiver was, but Doman missed a receiver coming out of the backfield at the 30-yard line, had a wide-open receiver on a wheel route, and if it was on the money, that receiver probably gets down into a first-and-goal situation at the very worst. So, um, yeah, there were a couple of instances to where he underthrew receivers, overthrew, but also there were instances to where Louisville had trouble getting open for their receivers. I think that the receivers, um, there were instances to where the receivers struggled to get open, struggled to create separation. So there wasn't a lot of opportunity for Brock Doman to complete passes. Now, granted, this wasn't an issue for the duration of the game, just like um, Doman's, um, you know, throwing the ball away and missing some throws wasn't a problem throughout the whole entirety of the game. But when you combine both of those aspects, um, you know, both the struggles, making those reads, uh, making the throws at times, and also the wide receivers struggling to create separation. Sure, the offensive line did their job, but the passing game struggles continued. Now, granted, I think that some of this can be on play calling as well. Um, when it gets pretty predictable, um, you know, it's. I think it allows the defense to kind of um, just wait for Louisville's offense to do what they're going to do. And I think NC State did a good job of sniffing out what Louisville was going to do in certain situations. Now, granted, they did go up against a very solid NC State defense, so there must be credit given to Dave Dorn and the NC State defense. But regardless, I also think that there were instances to where you look at 25 points, Louisville was just unable to capitalize at times, and something's got to change for next week's game against Kentucky because if you put together that performance like you did against NC State, it may be a rough afternoon for the Cardinals because the defense is going to be tested by one of you know, the nation's most potentially lethal rushing attacks with Chris Rodriguez, Cavassier uh, Smoke, uh, Juton McLean, so on and so forth. So um, I think that... It was enough to get the job done, but the passing game woes continued to be the main struggle that held the offense back. So if Doman is yet again the starter next week, I would like to see the play calling um, call for more short and intermediate routes to where you get the ball toward the sideline. You allow Brock Doman to go through his reads, um, but just making the predictability um, you know, or at least limiting the predictability on offense from a play calling standpoint. Um, for Doman, it's a matter of trusting your reads, and for Wolves wide receivers, it's a matter of um, creating separation. And Kentucky's um, defensive backs, um, you know, talking to a, a couple of my friends that are Kentucky fans, it seems like from a solid Kentucky defense that they that may be the weak link is. Um, the secondary, but still a very respectable secondary. So um, something's going to have to change for next week. It was a performance that was able to get the job done this week, but um, some improvements are definitely going to need to be made ahead of next week. So we talked about this game in particular, uh, Jawar Jordan's best performance as a Louisville Cardinal so far, the defense stepping up and the offensive woes as it pertains to the passing game struggles. Um, there will be another episode today talking about uh, the Maui Invitational for the men's basketball team, uh, the volleyball performance against um, Pittsburgh, and um, another segment that will probably either be recruiting or 
the weekly mailbag. So be sure to tune in there. But that's going to wrap up this Monday edition of the show. Everyone have a great day. We will see you right back here very soon.